Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. This is our final message on the, on the series, Why? And we've been in it for eight weeks, and we've been answering some of the questions that are asked out there in society about Christianity, about God. And I hope this series has been answering some of the questions that maybe you even have. And I hope it's, it's the purpose of the series is to strengthen our faith. And, um, and today I have a message I think that's just going to be powerful for each and every one of us. Um, and it, it, it really speaks to something that's current in society today. And do you guys remember a few years ago uh, where uh, Joy Behar, uh, she's part of The View. Um, I don't watch the show, but you couldn't help miss this because they, they advertised everything on it. And remember she, um, she kind of made fun of Vice President uh, Mike Pence. It was because um, Omarosa, who was a former White House staffer, she made the comment about uh, uh, Mike Pence that, you know, he claims that he hears from God. He claims that God speaks to him. And to, just to quote Joy Behar directly, she stated, it's one thing to talk to Jesus. It's another thing when Jesus talks to you. And then she went on to say, she said, hearing voices is a mental illness. And uh, if you remember this whole story, boy, she got you know, really blasted from the public about this whole scenario. And, and, uh, and she, to her credit, she, she actually called Vice President Pence, apologized to him, and actually apologized publicly for her statements as well, which I appreciated. Um, but that made me think, in our lives today, in our society today, you know, man, when we make the comment, yeah, you know, God was speaking to me. You know, it's one thing in the church when we say that, those statements, you know, God is speaking to me. It's another thing when you say it out in public and people go like, God, what? what? Maybe you're sitting here today and you're thinking, Pastor Tom, or do you hear from God? And you think maybe I need to go, you know, maybe I, you're hearing voices, Pastor Tom. What, what do we do with that? Do we hear from Jesus? Do we hear from God in our life? How do we reconcile that? Because in society today, some people might think you're a little crazy if you're hearing from God. And that's our question for today. That's the why question for this message. Why do you think you can hear the voice of God? It's important to know, and this is something that you just need to understand, that the Bible clearly states that God speaks to his people. There's a wonderful passage in the book of John, the Gospel of John, John chapter 10, and it talks, it's, a, it's a passage about the good shepherd. And Jesus shares about the good shepherd who loves his sheep and is willing to lay his own life down for the sheep that he loves. He protects his sheep from danger. He protects his sheep from the wolves that might try to, to take or kill the sheep. And in the Bible, Jesus is seen as our good shepherd. Did you know that? He's called our good shepherd. And in verse 27 of John chapter 10, Jesus says these words. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I want to just pray as we open up with that passage of scripture. We got a lot more scripture coming, but let's pray. Lord, I pray today that God, we do hear your voice. That we do feel your presence. That the power of your Holy Spirit would work in and through our lives. So that today as we leave, God, we don't leave the same condition that we arrived. 
But God, as we leave, we will leave a person who has been touched by the very power of God. I pray that our hearts and our minds, Lord God, would receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. There was a special bond between shepherds and their sheep. And during Bible times, a shepherd never left his sheep. They would even sleep. Shepherds would have little tents and they would sleep out in the middle of the, the flock of sheep. They would care for their sheep. If one sheep, and you know the story about the lost sheep, if one sheep got lost, Jesus told the story that he would go after the one and, and, and leave the 99 to go after the one to rescue because there was such a bond and a relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. There was a bond. Some of you guys have little dogs. Some of you guys have cats. There is such a bond. I mean, I see that, you know, are you the one, anybody here that, no, don't raise your hand, that you have the carriage for your dog and, you know, and you're walking and, they, and the dog's sitting in there and there's this special bond. Well, think of a shepherd that he loves his sheep. And it's interesting that scripture, my sheep listen to my voice. The Greek word in this scripture that is translated voice refers to noise voice or sound therefore it's really hard to interpret this scripture any other direction than that you know what my sheep hear my voice now there are two camps among theologians some believe that God still speaks to his people that God still speaks to his people and then there's others that believe that God no longer speaks directly to his people because now they have the written word of God and it's the written word of God that guides our life. And I'm just going to give you the spoiler alert right now so you're not wondering where I stand. I believe God still speaks to his people. Amen. He speaks to us through the power of his Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, we have the words of Jesus who speaks to us through his Holy Spirit in our lives. And I want you to listen to these words. John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15. Jesus' words. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. The spirit of truth. He will not speak on his own, but I will tell, I, I, but will tell you what he has heard. He will catch us. He will tell you about the future. He will bring glory to, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And that's a key part right there. Whatever he receives from me. Jesus is speaking that the Holy Spirit is going to give to us. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The Scripture clearly identifies that Jesus speaks to us through the power of his Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but for me, this really excites me that, to know that Jesus still speaks today. It excites me to know that Jesus just didn't leave me, that he didn't abandon me, that he cares enough for me like he is the good shepherd, that, you know, he loves his sheep and he's going to continue to speak to his sheep. I love that. I know some believe that God no longer speaks and he only speaks through the Bible or, God, or God's written word. And don't get me wrong, if, if you've heard me share from this platform uh, at any length of time, you know that I love God's written word. I believe God's written word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The authors that wrote the written word were inspired by the Holy Spirit, and I believe they literally wrote down the thoughts and the ideas that God had given them. And I, I'm thankful for God's written word. It brings life into our lives. 
but it doesn't bring life into our lives without God's Spirit. God has not removed his personal voice from our world. God still speaks to his people. God still leads by his spirit. And this is an essential truth that we as his children, as followers of Christ, we need to understand that it's not just the written word, but it's the power of his spirit that's speaking into our lives. I'm going somewhere today and just don't cut me off yet. Don't let your mind shut me down yet. Just follow along. We can't just think that God's voice was only for biblical times. And I know some think that. And that his voice is no longer relevant for us today. Have you ever thought how cruel that would be? That God during Bible times speaks to his people. But then after Jesus' resurrection, after the written word of God was completely displayed, all of a sudden God says, I'm not speaking to my people any longer. Think about the cruelty of that, the thought of that. Can you imagine yourself making a decision, you know what, I'm not going to speak to my kids any longer. One of them said something stupid, and I'm just gone. I'm done. I'm not talking to them any longer. I know families that have done that. I know parents that have done that. I know kids who have not spoken to their parents. They just stop speaking. Think about how cruel that is. And, and, and maybe, some of, maybe there's someone here today that's not speaking to, you know, a, a child or whatever else. And, and, and I'm praying that that offense is, is healed and is restored. But aren't you grateful? And I hope I didn't offend anybody right there. But let me share this thought. Aren't you grateful that God is not us? That his ways are higher than our ways? That he doesn't get caught up? He's not going to stop speaking to us. Because he loves us we can't think that his word is no longer relevant to our lives today it leads me into another question that I want to share with you today why is it important that we hear God's voice even though we've established the premise at least I have in my own mind maybe I haven't for you yet but even though we've established the premise that God speaks currently today God still God's voice still is speaking to us why is it important that we actually hear God's voice and I want to share a couple thoughts with you today and the first thought is this hearing God's voice identifies our relationship with God hearing God's voice is a sign that guess what you're in relationship with God that's a good sign when you're hearing God's voice Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 47, he says, Whosoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Did you catch that? If you're not hearing from God, maybe you need to draw near to God. Because you know what? If you belong to God, you should be hearing from God at different times in your life. He should be speaking into your mind, into your heart. You see, if you want to hear from God, you must be willing to step out in faith and put your trust in Jesus. Jesus desires that we build a relationship with him. And as we build that relationship with Jesus, we begin to hear God's voice clearer than ever before. It becomes louder. I don't know if you've ever heard the voice of God, but for me, I have. There's been times where I almost felt like it was literally verbal in my in mind. My, my, it's like, was that? what? Not a lot. But there's times. And I've noticed that God's voice gets louder when there's a calling that God is trying to get into my life. He says, hey, wake up. 
And God speaks in multiple ways. God can speak into your life in visions and in dreams, in a word from someone else who speaks into your life. You see, God wants a relationship with us. He wants a personal relationship with us. Think about this thought. Isn't it through knowing another person that we build a greater trust in what they say? Isn't it through relationship with one another? You know, I've I've counseled people who've been married for years, and all of a sudden, at some point in their marriage, they stopped talking, and they actually became strangers. They didn't even know one another because they stopped building on the relationship. When you build on the relationship, guess what? You hear one another's voice in a greater way than you ever did before. For example, I, don't, I doubt any of us would take a, some critical advice from someone we haven't seen or spoken to in 20 years. You know, we might know of them. Some of us might know of God. But we don't know them. We don't know God. As we continue to surrender our life to Jesus, it's in this brokenness of surrender. It's in that humility before God that all of a sudden we start hearing the voice of God. Sometimes it just requires that we slow down enough that God can catch up. We run so fast, we have so many distractions, we have so many TV programs, we have so many game deals, we have we have work, we have, we have our family things, we have all these things, and all of a sudden, we just run out of time for God. And sometimes all it does is that we just need to sit quietly and just wait on God to speak to us. As we continue to surrender our life to Jesus, we begin to hear the voice of God more louder and more clearer. Remember what Jesus said. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Sheep listen to the voice of their shepherd because they know their shepherd's voice. Remember what I said earlier when I began. The shepherd actually sleeps out in the field with the sheep. He gets to know them. I kind of have this thought that the shepherd actually names every sheep. He knows his sheep intimately. And guess what? The sheep intimately know the shepherd. It's a relationship that's built on trust. Here's a thought for you. You can take this and run with it a little bit. A sheep herder is a person who drives the sheep forward from behind. So a sheep herder is one that's from behind. He's driving the sheep forward. They might have some dogs that are actually barking. And the sheep are moving. He's, he's moving the sheep out of fear. The sheep are moving out of fear because he's leading from behind. A shepherd leads from front. He doesn't have to push the sheep in from, because of fear. Guess what? The sheep follow the, true story, the sheep follow the shepherd because of his voice. They follow out of faith, not out of fear. You see, we have a good shepherd that we follow. His name is Jesus. And we hear his voice and we follow after Jesus. He's not from behind pushing us. He's in the lead, leading us. I thank God for that. Catch this thought. The only sheep who are going to listen and obey a shepherd's voice is a sheep that belong to the shepherd. 
If you don't belong to the, the shepherd, a new shepherd steps into a new flock of sheep, that shepherd, they don't recognize it, they won't follow that shepherd. It's why Jesus, why the scripture we landed on, my sheep know my voice. Do you know the voice of the Lord? Do you know the voice of God in your life? Oh, we're going somewhere, just hang on, because I just feel it in my spirit right now. It's such a profound thought that's wrapped up in such a simple truth. My sheep know my voice. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2. We're going to read verses 3 through 5. A lot of scripture today. Jesus, not Jesus' words. These are John's words. And we be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims I know God but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. You see, the sheep would hear the voice of the shepherd and they would obey the commandments of that shepherd because they had a love for the shepherd just as a shepherd had a love for the sheep. It was a unity that came together. Obeying God's word reveals that you truly love God and know God, that you belong to God. And it's why it's so important that we go beyond just hearing the word of God to obeying the word of God. If we don't begin to obey God's word, catch this. If you don't begin to obey, and this is not a scare tactic, but it's just a fact. If you don't begin to obey God's word, you'll stop hearing God's word. The voice just all of a sudden gets further and further and further away. If you are living in that, because I don't want to leave you there. If you're living in that area arena right now in your life, you know what brings you back to God's word, God's voice? Humility, humbleness before God. It's the willingness to just sit before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me for my stupidity. Your pastor does it on a regular basis. If pastor does it, you should do it probably. God loves, it's not that we have to live in this state of repentance because we always feel like we're, we're, we're losers. No, we live in the state of grace because God's grace covers my sin. And I step before him, thank you, Lord, for your grace. And you just fall humbly before the Lord. And you say, I can't do this without you, Lord. I need you in my life. And all of a sudden, the voice of God just starts to return back into your life. Jesus said, blessed are those who hear the, Lord, the word of God and put it into practice. A sign of knowing God is when you're willing to obey God because you know God's love and you know that God has his best interest in mind for you. Another reason why it is so important that we hear God's voice in our lives is hearing God's voice directs our life. We know that. I think most of you, if you've been in church for any period of time, you know that you've heard maybe the scripture in Psalms 119. Your word is like a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. God's word is like a compass for our life, but it's important to recognize that it's not just God's written word, but it's God's spoken word that lives in us. I want to dive a little deeper into that thought. It's not just God's written word, but it's God's spoken word that lives in us. John chapter 14, Jesus promises to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says these words, verses 15 through 17, he says, if you love me, 
Obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Who leads you into all truth. Say that. Who leads me into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you, say it, know him because he lives with you. And now and and later will be in you. This is is Jesus' words. Before his ascension into heaven, he is sharing about the advocate, the Holy Spirit, that's going to come into uh, the disciples' lives, that's going to come into his followers' lives. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm sending my spirit into your life, and he is going to speak into your life, and he's going to reveal all truth into your life. Skipping down to the next verse in verse 26. When the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything. Not some things, not a few things. What does it say? Everything. And will remind you of everything that I have told you. And here is an important truth that we need to understand. It is the Holy Spirit who teaches us and quickens God's word in our life. I've shared this from the platform before when all of a sudden I said, there's times when I sit down for God's written word. And I start to read it. I don't know if you've ever read the Bible, and it's just like, oh, man, I can't sleep. Oh, you know what? Let me pull the Bible out. (laughs) You know what? Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. I want you to try something. Next time you pull out God's word, before you start reading a word, you invite the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, bring these words alive to me. Quicken them to my spirit. Lord, let it not just be written words on a page, but God, let it be the rhema, the very spoken word that's coming from you into my life. And all of a sudden, if you just do it, watch what what God will do in your life. He quickens the word of God in you. I know many people who know the Bible. I know many people who know scripture. And they are as dead as, as as, as a stone. I'm I'm just being honest. There's no life to them. There's just, they know God's word. They've memorized scripture. But there's something missing and it's the very spirit of God that quickens the word of God into your life. It's not life changing if we don't have God's word in our life or God's spirit in our life. See, with the Holy Spirit, The written word of God, the Bible, becomes more than just rules to obey. It becomes life change. Listen to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, the reference to the armor of God. And this is a really cool takeaway for you today. It says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit is really the only offensive weapon that is really listed in the armor of God. All the other weapons are really are listed as a defensive weapon, mainly as a defensive weapon. But the sword of the Spirit can be used both defensively and offensively. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 states, The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is the one weapon that we can use as an offense against the devil. 
This is the weapon that we can use when all of a sudden the devil comes trying to attack to us. We put up the spirit of sword, the, the word of God, and we, we can start quoting the word of God. Not just written words, but man, literally the very words of God coming out of our life because it's the spirit of God. I want you to catch this thought. See, if you, this, I don't have a Bible. Who has a Bible right here? Annette, throw me up a Bible. Boy, this is a nice worn out Bible. I love it. When you take the word of God and you try to wield it in your human flesh, it will do nothing. When you take the word of God by the power of his spirit, it becomes power. The words, don't, the words literally jump off the page and you can declare victory by the word of God. I'm not saying that the Bible is not written by the very Spirit of God, but without the Spirit of God living inside of us, God's Word will only seem like a collection of good teachings. God's written Word takes on life becomes, and becomes powerful when the Holy Spirit is living within us. And it's at this point that God's Word can destroy the attacks or the works of the enemy. Why? Because it's the Spirit of God that's using the sword, not us. Our words have no power. It's God's Word that has power. It's the Holy Spirit that brings God's word alive into our hearts. Think about this thought. Satan tried to use God's word. Remember that? In the wilderness with the temptations against Jesus. He tried to use God's word. In fact, he quoted in Psalms chapter 91, verse 11 through 12. When, when, when Satan told Jesus, he took him to the pinnacle of the temple. He says, throw yourselves down from this temple. And then he quotes Psalms 91. He says, he will order his angels to protect you. Guess what? There was no power in the words of the devil. There was no power. Even though he used God's word, there was no power in it because the spirit of God did not reside in him. Satan at times will try to use God's word to cause confusion, but it will never have any power against you. And you need to remember that truth. It only becomes effective by the spirit of the living God. It's why the Bible is called the sword of the spirit, not the sword of the flesh. It's the power of God's spirit living in us. The final reason it is important for us to hear God's voice is this. Hearing God's voice builds our faith. As I shared earlier, the difference between a sheep herder and a shepherd, one is all about instilling fear. The other one is all about instilling faith. God's spirit within us doesn't instill fear. God's spirit within us, guess what? And it instills, it places, it plants faith in our lives. We hear the voice of God. We're not being pushed, but we're following after Jesus. It's a, it's a life, it it's changes the whole game of life. When you know that you have a leader, a shepherd in front of you that's clearing the way, that's getting everything out of the way that, that could be distracted, that's getting any, anything out of the way that could be harmful to your life, he is clearing the way so that you can follow the shepherd. This is the promise of God's word. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Romans 10, 17. When we are hearing God's voice, we are being led by the very spirit of Christ who lives in us. The power of his Holy Spirit. And sometimes I think we just blow that off. I had some time this week and that and I got away. I'm just going to be, can I be authentic and real, real quick for a second? I was hanging out with 
couple different people. And as I was hanging out with them, they were followers of Christ or doing their best, but there was such a, um, a lack of love for Christ. And, and I, I felt like, man, there was just like, they were just going through that part of the motions. And I, that's one of the things I fear that I just don't go through the motions, but that, man, I really have a heart and love for Jesus. And, and it's not that I'm trying to down any, but I, because I've been in that spot where I felt like I was just going through the motions. But there's something powerful when we all of a sudden understand I'm not walking alone. I have the very Spirit of God inside of me. And yes, Joy Behar, God speaks to me. And it's okay. You see, I don't think we should shy away from those conversations. I think we need to step into those conversations. Yeah, I do hear from the Word. From, I don't just hear from the Word of God. I hear from God Himself. He speaks in my life. Sometimes He speaks from His written Word. And I know it's just coming alive because of His Spirit. Sometimes God places it on my heart. And He says, you need to go do this, Tom, right now. See, the more that we obey God's Word, the more we hear God's Word in our life. It's a true story. When we are hearing God's voice, we are being led by the very Spirit of Christ who lives in us, the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about this. When Jesus was on this earth, He told His disciples, follow me. Right? Then He'd say, what did He say to Peter, Peter and Andrew? Say the words. What did He say to John and, 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 and the sons of Je- Zebedee? What did He say? He didn't go and drag them out of the house. He didn't go find out where they live. Hey, you guys are going to be following me. You're going to be my disciples. Here, hurry up. He didn't push them. He didn't lead from behind. Hey, guys, follow me. And there was a faith that jumped out upon them and said, hey, we're going to follow him. That's Jesus. See, Jesus instilled faith. He didn't instill fear. If you're living by fear, it's not Jesus. It's why today we must choose to follow Jesus because following requires that we have faith of the shepherd. We can't follow something we don't have faith in. We follow something because we have, Jesus is not a sheep herder, Jesus is our shepherd. And that's the question that we must all answer at some point in our life today. Are we following Jesus? Are we listening to the voice of the shepherd who is calling out our name? Come follow me. And today I challenge you Are you following after Jesus? Have you put your faith in Him? Can I encourage you? Go for it. Don't hold back. There's a reason why the Word of God says He is the Good Shepherd. He's not going to lead you into trouble. He's going to lead you into victory into your life. When we follow after the Good Shepherd, our life changes. So today, my question for each and every one of us, Are you hearing the voice of God? Are you hearing those words? Follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Powerful words that we can step out in faith and put our trust in Him. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that, Lord, your word does not leave us in a place where we're broken or, or it, it, it mends us, it helps us, it restores us. 
we come in brokenness but God in that brokenness Lord God your very word comes alive in our lives I pray for everybody here today that Lord God each and every person has an understanding of who you are in their life and I pray for those who maybe have never made a choice to follow you that today they will hear your voice and that they will make a choice they will make a decision that you know what I'm going to surrender my life 100% to Jesus and I'm going to choose to follow him and if that's you here today the prayer is so simple and we're going to say this prayer and if you're here today and you recognize that maybe you've strayed away from God maybe you're not following God like you should be Maybe you've never made the choice to follow God. You know of God, but you don't know God. And maybe today God is saying, step out in faith because I know you and I want to get a better relationship with you because I want you to hear my voice in your life. And if you're here today and you need to make that decision, we're going to say this prayer all together, everybody. And if you're here to make that decision today, I want you to believe it in your heart. Say this with me. Lord Jesus today I follow you tomorrow I follow you every day after I'm following you I surrender my life to you forgive me of my wrongs help me to do what is right give me the power of your Holy Spirit speak into my life change me I pray in Jesus name Amen Amen Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving we are able to provide these resources For more information about South Coast including service times and ways to give please visit southcoastchristian.com and if you haven't already please subscribe to this podcast Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.